Hey y'all, this is Pandora from Pandora's Box. It's time to open up and talk about it. Look y'all, <laughs> I done tried to record this, I don't know, four times now. But it's because it's such a heavy and like personal topic to me that I feel like I'm trying to be perfect about it. But look, we are just gonna go and I'm just gonna talk and we're not gonna worry about all the mistakes I'm about to make, okay? So the subject that I have today, um, I'm talking about motherhood, you know, specifically like pregnancy, birth, and, you know, being a mom after, you know, when your kid is here. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about how it affects your brain, how it affects your body, how it affects, you know, if you don't have a mental illness, how it can affect you into having a mental illness, and how it affects your kids and your partners. Um... I'm really just going to start by saying my journey of motherhood has been a really long journey and it's had so many ups and downs um and I really just want to shed light on this I feel like I want to open up and talk about it because you know it's so often that I feel like moms especially in the younger generation you know people are always talking about millennials but Millennials are from the age of 1981 to 1995. So anybody within that time period of 1981 and 1995, we are millennials, all right? We are the ones that we knew what it was like to have no internet, no cell phone, no nothing to into having everything at the touch of our fingers. So I feel like now being a younger generation mom, the older generation put up with so much shit that if you express um something that's bothering you about being a mom, you'll be attacked for saying anything bad about being a mother. How dare you? Your children are a blessing. You should you should be thankful that you're able to have kids, that you're even able to be a mom, that they are healthy and all those other things. Like, chill, sis. All I was saying was that, like, I'm depressed. I might need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> like, hey, I probably need a break because I've been with these kids for, I don't know, 12 days straight and I haven't been out of the house. Probably I should be going and doing something for myself. How dare you? You need to be with those kids 24-7, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like the younger moms are trying to open up and talk about the realization of how serious pregnancy and childbirth and motherhood can affect you as a woman. And I I feel like we're starting to kind of break through and get some headway. Um, I started, you know, when I became a mom, I was 22. Um, before that, they told me they didn't know if I could have kids. I tried to get a hysterectomy when I was 21 because if they didn't know if I could have kids and I was suffering from, you know, conditions such as endometriosis, endometriosis and I had cysts on my ovaries and I was going through all these different birth controls which were making me crazy and have acne and gain weight and like really just making my my mind worse. Um, I was like, I'm done. I don't, you know, y'all told me I, y'all don't know if I can have kids. 
I'm okay with the fact that I don't have kids. So, side note, I really was supposed to be everybody's fine-ass auntie. <laughs> like, I was supposed to be rich and just bring everybody presents, but I ended up being a mom, and I don't know how. <laughs> no, but, like, I got pregnant, and I had, with my son, my pregnancy was terrible. I was sick almost all the time. I think I gained only about 12 pounds. Like, they had even put me on protein shakes, Um to make me gain weight and I could barely gain any weight because I was just throwing up almost all the time and then I ended up like being in labor for a little over like 24 hours until they were you know okay with calling me into the hospital and then I ended up having to have an emergency c-section which was completely traumatic like being cut open and having a cesarean and having your child pulled out of you, I, like, probably within that moment felt so defeated. Like, that's not probably. Like, I felt defeated as a mom. I felt like I wasn't able to, or, like, my body wasn't good enough to be able to, like, push him out vaginally. So I beat myself up about that a lot. And also on top of that, with both of my pregnancies, I've almost died because I hemorrhaged and I lost so much blood. And I ended up, they wanted me to have blood transfusions. I didn't take them. I didn't, I just ended up staying in the hospital extra times, both times I was pregnant. Um, with my daughter, my pregnancy was stressful. Um, I just recently spoke to a, a healthcare provider a mental health care provider and they diagnosed me with PTSD and they said that there is a form of postpartum that's called postpartum PTSD where it happens from a trauma um, like an emergency c-section which happened to me and or poor communication or lack of support within my you know immediate family um, or experienced the trauma previously like rape, sexual assault, which has happened to me. And I think being pregnant with my son, I wasn't as stressed. Like I was more upset with me being so sick. Um, So I wasn't as stressed until after I had him. And then my anxiety shot through the roof because I was worried about myself. I was worried about him. I was worried about how I was going to take care of him. What am I going to do? This person, you know, relies on me. It was a lot, and I wasn't in the best, like, emotional space, like, for emotional support at that time when I had my son either. So all of those, you know, past traumas kind of balled into one, and then when I got pregnant with my daughter, it was like, I don't even know. It was like my head was an egg, and it cracked. (laughs) I don't know how else to explain it more, but, like, thinking about having a a child again because after I had my son I was like I just won't have any more kids like I'm good I don't want to be cut open anymore like none of that like I don't want to do it so you know getting pregnant with her it was it was hard on me physically definitely because I gained so much weight and I have a weak pelvic floor and stuff like that so um but mentally it really took a toll on me because it was like wow, now I have two kids I have to provide for and I got to make sure they can eat and I got to make sure that they can do everything, you know, like 
your mind starts racing. At least my mind started racing. And I learned something recently when I was going through um, some research that almost 700 women within the last year in 2018, so just a little over 700 women died from pregnancy or childbirth. And 60% of those deaths were preventable. Imagine. Imagine all of the women and or children, because not always the child leaves with the mom. The child, you know, sometimes ends up still being here. Imagine all of the women that we could still have here. That 60% that was completely unmanaged, basically. It makes me so, so, so upset to hear that. I want to just break down some numbers for y'all. So out of those 700 women, 31% died during pregnancy, 36% died during childbirth, and 33% died during the first year, like after giving birth within that first year. If there had been proper medical intervention, as well as better access to medical attention, they could have been 100% preventable. The leading um, death, like the leading cause of those deaths are heart disease and stroke, which was 33% of those deaths. 13% of those deaths were infection from giving birth. 11% of those were hemorrhage. I could have ended up as one of those 11%. You know, thank the universe, God, whoever it is that you pray to. I'm still here and I appreciate it. And 7% of those are undetermined. Also, black women and indigenous people are three times more likely than white women to die from pregnancy and childbirth. That's astonishing. And I want to say that I'm surprised about it, but let's just face the facts. The shit that's happening right now in this country proves that they don't care about minorities, one, and they don't care about women. And think about being a black woman, a double minority who has to raise a child who she's afraid is eventually going to grow up and die because of how they look. Like, imagine. I just think... The key to being able to take care of women, we have to take care of the women that are being affected most by it. So obviously, we need to give the attention to black women and indigenous women and minorities. Like, I can't comprehend not being able to see the solution to something and not doing that solution because of some hatred. Like... There was a video that was viral, and I know plenty of y'all are going to remember what I'm talking about. There was a doctor, an actual doctor that graduated, has his, like, degree, everything, stating he treated black women differently because they are thought to be stronger than any other, you know, race. So he's not paying attention to what it is that she's saying. He's going to kind of you know, write it off because, oh, she can take it. That's not fair. Now, all the black women I know are strong as hell. 
shout out to y'all y'all all y'all know i love y'all but we need to be able to give you the chance and the medical attention that you deserve to be able to have your children safely and effectively before we can start trying to do it to anybody else think about beyonce like come on serena williams they are black women at the top of their professions and they still almost died giving birth think about that some of the most powerful women in the world almost died from giving birth which could have been prevented like it just blows me so also i want to touch base on the fact that over 80 percent of women that you know give birth will end up with postpartum depression um a little over nine percent of women experience postpartum ptsd um which is what i had after my son and my daughter and there's also like people just say oh you have postpartum which is fucking weird to me in and of that phrase because when you say oh you're just in your postpartum yeah i'm in the part of my life that is postpartum after having my child but the you know that's just a time period people are using that as like if somebody's feeling off or feeling low they're not using the right term for it there's postpartum depression there's postpartum anxiety there's postpartum ocd there's postpartum ptsd like there are different forms of postpartum um that affects you and i want people to be smart about it look i know that half the time women be thinking like not women men be thinking that women are crazy i get it because sometimes we are really nuts i understand but like (laughs) think about the shit that women go through that we don't talk about having whether we have kids or not and think about how it triples or doubles or 10 times more it's more worse after you have your child i think women i can only really speak for myself but i know certain you know some women who become very insecure after having kids I have been that person. I have felt like, why don't I look like I used to look? I'm never going to look the same. I hate that I can't look the same. Um, And I had so much, like, built up, um, I guess, negative things to say about myself. When I looked at myself in the mirror, like, you're ugly, you don't look the same, nobody's going to look at you like this, like, nobody's going to be attracted to you like this, how is, you know, the person that you had this child with even attracted to you after this, like, it's crazy, um, and that just leads me into the point of the effects on your brain when you're, when you get pregnant and have your child, it is the most major event that happens to your brain, I was reading an article, and it said that Because you experience such high volumes and flooded hormones during pregnancy, childbirth, and breastfeeding, that primes your brain for that dramatic change. It affects your brain brain regions that enable um, you to be able to multitask and for you to help empathize with your baby. Um, 
and also to know like what's wrong with them it regulates positive stimuli to perceive threats to affect changes moderately over time so your brain like the the gray matter which is just extra brain cells and extra brain nerves like in your brain your gray matter in your brain increases when you get pregnant and when you have a kid two go straight to those regions where you're going to be able to empathize you're going to be able to help with social you know socializing your child you're going to be able to help multitask all of that to be able to to know when there's a perceived threat against your child all of that that happens within your brain just within a span of not 10 months and then you know for however many long years after that so I mean the brain goes when the brain grows that also is going to affect your body and a lot of women don't know that after your pregnancy you can develop an autoimmune disease I developed thyroid disease after I had my son and I didn't figure that out until two years after he was born um my thyroid doesn't produce enough hormones your thyroid controls your body temperature your hair your hormones your eyes like all of like your thyroid is what sends out the hormones to your organs to be able to work mine wasn't sending enough so I was losing hair my eyes were really dry they were blurry I was I felt like my vision was going um I felt crazy because it also affects your anxiety and your depression so (laughs) I was going through a lot of different stuff um your body also produces a hormone called relaxin and that makes your joints looser so when you feel like you know you kind of feel like your body is aching like when I was pregnant my hips and my knees hurt so much like I felt with every step I took just all of the weight that I had gained after my daughter I just felt like all of the weight in every step that I took and that can take up to five months for your joints to return back to normal to their regular um stability your hips can also stay wider after you have a kid my hips were already wide to begin with i had two pregnancies imagine they doubled in size imagine (laughs) like um you can become iron deficient after you give birth a lot of um doctors are always worried about women becoming anemic because you lose so much blood um Your boobs can stay big, they can get smaller, or they can kind of go back to pregnancy size, but they really don't even know. Like, it's just how your body does it. So my boobs kind of just got bigger and they stayed that way. (laughs) Um, You can get acne after pregnancy, dryness, pigmentation. Um, Like, if the pigmentation in your skin is like, it really worries you, you feel like it's, it's changed dramatically, then you should definitely go see a dermatologist. Um, but like for me, when you're pregnant, you, your, um, melatonin, like it increases. So I got a lot more freckles with this pregnancy than I did with my son. Um, since you have such high hormones and high blood volume, you can make, uh, it can make you when you, after you give birth and that lowers, you can lose teeth you're susceptible to cavities and gum disease. 
Um, also, you can get blurry vision after you have a baby. Um, so let's just talk about a little bit about how mental illness affects parents. Like how, and also how it affects your children. So like, you already know if you if you suffer from mental illness, you know how it affects you. Fatigue, mood swings, you know, and that's just stuff for me. Um, insomnia, I already have that though. And like all of that pent up frustration, imagine how it affects your kids. Your children, you know, they crave love and affection and stability and guidance. And with an, a parent that has untreated mental illness, and it can, it can infer, interfere in those, in your ability to provide those for your kids. <sighs> your own suffering can prevent you from responding to your children's needs in a healthy way. And, um, like... Any form in all forms of mental illness or disorder can disrupt positive parenting behavior. So not just being pregnant, but it's, you know, think about the woman's hormones have dropped. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's going through what they call the baby blues or whatever it is. It's going to affect how she reacts to certain situations. Um, for example, example, like fathers with depression, they'll spend less time with their infants after the babies are here if they're depressed or anxious parents are less likely to grant their kids autonomy and are more likely to demonstrate lower levels of sensitivity which is true I've noticed um in the past few years which disclaimer guys I'm not perfect like <laughs> I'm not the most perfect mom um I really do suffer a lot and I struggle um with thinking about how I'm not like the poster board mom like the one on front of the magazine of parents you know what I mean but um it really it really made me aware that like I was I still do sometimes scream and yell like when I feel very overwhelmed when I feel like I've taken a lot in and I, I haven't let out enough, I can notice that I'll yell at my kids. Well, not my baby, but, you know, the baby does what the baby does. But my son, he's he's at the age where also he wants to test me. So I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to yell at you no more. I'm not going to say about nothing to you no more. You know what you can and can't do. You know what's right and what's wrong. And when you don't do it, you're going to suffer the consequences. That's what I've reached. To be able to help save my sanity, I have just reached this. Like, I can't. But also, back on track, mental illness and um, after pregnancy can, can give you, like, a lack of confidence in your parenting, which definitely happened to me. And lack of following through with things. Or you can be verbally hostile. Um, and those can affect your children, you know, 20% of children who have a parent with mental illness have impaired social functioning, poor academic performance, mood swings, anger, anxiety, guilt, social isolation, 
And knowing that about myself, that I suffer for some from something for a very, very long time untreated, I felt so guilty knowing that my son now has anxiety and he's angry a lot. And I'm doing what I can to make sure that I can get him the help that he needs so that he doesn't take this into his adult life. Because um, we're all about breaking generational curses. <laughs> um, so imagine that kind of chaotic environment it affects your children um also it affects your partnerships a lot of my friends always ask me why it is that I say that babies change relationship dynamic and it's because in most cases like one parent is always staying with the other more whoops sorry I'm back my daughter woke up from her nap um so (laughs) Uh, I got to get back on track. So, um, a lot of my friends ask me why they think, why I always say that babies can change relationships. And it's because women change. Like, you go through a huge mental, physical, emotional change as a woman. And I also feel like men don't really... I don't think men really grasp the concept that a baby is coming until the baby is here. You get what I'm saying? And I also don't think a lot of men are equipped to handle the changes that happen in a lot of women. Um, Whether it be from just not knowing, not wanting to know, not caring. Some men just don't want to. You know... I've tried a lot of times with my ex to get him to read, hey, this is what's happening to me. This helps me explain to you what's going on with me. Can you read this and we can see what we can do together to help me be a better person for us? And he wouldn't. So I stopped caring. (laughs) So, I mean, I think you have to have a very strong strong like foundation in your relationship as people before you have kids because kids come and you're never prepared like you can prepare as financially as you want you can prepare as mentally as much as you want you know all of that but you really truly don't understand what kids can do to you until they get here And I just kind of wanted to touch base on that. Um, Thank you guys for putting up and dealing with me, cutting off and, you know, jumping around all over the place. But this is just something I wanted to help you guys. And I wanted to put this out to kind of let other moms know, like, if you're suffering through something after having your kids don't feel like less of a person because you need help it's okay to need help and that has taken a long time for me to come to realization with that if you need help it's okay to ask for it um please guys um men in particular be gentle with women (laughs) like be gentle with your women when they 
have your kids. That's all I need to say. Um, just be gentle and be patient with baby and with mom. Um, I love you guys. Again, thank you so, so much. Oh, also, I just want to give a quick shout out to Connor, who came to my house over the weekend. <laughs> I did her hair for her, and she got to see my kids in their natural element. She also taught my son how to play spades, which I haven't played in years. So, shout out to you, Connor. I appreciate you. Love you, girl. Um, also... Thank you so, so much to everybody that listened to my first episode. I know it was me talking about a whole bunch of bullshit, but as these episodes go on, I'm going to get better and better. I know I'm kind of all over the place at the second. I'm trying to work out kind of like an outline of how I can be better um, about this. So I appreciate everybody. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, everybody have a great day, and I hope it. I hope that you open up and talk about it.